When it comes to the hobby, there are a lot of different things out there to keep us entertained and engaged. But do we really need them all? Have you ever stopped and considered that maybe some of these things just aren't for you? What's up, wrestling fans, trading card collectors? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling With Cards. On the last Wrestling With Cards podcast episode, I talked about how can you get the cards that you want in your collection. If you missed that episode, go check it out in the archives of this podcast whenever you get a chance. But I ended that episode talking about focus. And on today's episode, we're going to be expanding on that even more. And maybe even more so in this episode, I'll bring up some things to avoid that will then help you focus on what it is you truly want out of the hobby. These things I'm going to touch on today aren't inherently bad, and I'm never going to tell you to not participate in them, especially if it's what's bringing you value. But I feel like some of these talking points and what I have to talk about today are some mainstream hobby stuff that I think really cause some discontent amongst collectors and collecting communities, as well as causing distractions throughout your hobby journey if you have some of those things, if they're if you're giving them too much attention and too much of your money and you have unrealistic expectations and understandings of the things we're going to talk about today, it can really cause you some problems. But before we get into today's topic, a quick reminder of how you can help show your support for my content. Wherever you're listening to this on, whatever platform, hit that subscribe button and leave me a review. If you leave me a review, that helps more people find the show and more listeners. Hopefully they're wrestling card fans. And spread the word. Speaking of that, tell a wrestling collector, whether they're figures, a sports card collector, any type of fan that you think would enjoy what I'm bringing to the table with these podcasts, let them know about it. And don't forget to check out the links in the show notes to all the other ways you can help share your support, my YouTube channel, my eBay store, Patreon, social media, and much more. So let's start with the different styles of collecting. It's cliche at this point, really, to say that there's no wrong way to collect. Collect how you want. Just have fun. But it really is the truth. The way that you build your collection and the way that you curate that collection and your personal self-expression through that collection, it, it's pretty much endless. And while many times I think that most of us as collectors, we start out down that path and that's really what we want to do. But the next thing we know, there's these outside forces that start creeping in. You start seeing and hearing things that can really throw you off from those collecting goals. And what are some of those? Let's start with social media. Now, don't get me wrong. If it wasn't for social media, I wouldn't have most of the hobby and business relationships with other collectors and content creators that I do. It's a great place to make friends. It's a great place to further your collection, build community. But that being said, if you are even remotely involved in hobby social media, I'm sure you know how quickly these things can get out of control. We start seeing people talk about other things that they collect, new products, new trends, new hobby drama, arguments and feuds over men on cardboard, and while sure, some of these things can be both entertaining and beneficial, and they can keep you up to date and in the know, it can also lead you down the wrong path and mess with your collecting focus. Let's talk new release products. Seems to be very popular in wrestling card world right now. Especially since Panini and Upper Deck took over those licenses. Overall, even though it's, you know, Panini putting out a lot more than Upper Deck, if you combine the two, there's been a lot of product put out in the last few years. People seem to spend so much time talking about the checklists and Focusing on new release dates, focusing on the box art, what's in the box, pack odds, case odds, what's the demand from collectors going to be like, what is the chase out of this product. And while we definitely need those things to keep collectors informed, I feel like many collectors get caught up in that stuff and they don't stop to consider, is this stuff actually for me? Does the value of the entertainment of ripping or going after new product outweigh spending that same amount of money on a piece for my super collection or a piece to put into that set that I've been trying to put together? Again, ripping wax isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's a great form of entertainment. And how else are we supposed to get cards if they're not opened, right? But just because everyone else is doing it doesn't mean that it's for you. 
Next is live selling. It's all the rage. Everybody wants to sell on whatnot. eBay now has a live selling option. Fanatics is starting to get into that. It's an interesting concept, and I can definitely see how it would make people want to get more involved, especially with the communication. Great way to form communities, open cards, talk about them. Maybe you're one of those people that goes, oh, let's go, when you know a big card gets pulled. Celebrating for others, like, that's not me, but hey, maybe it's for you. It's also a great way to create revenue for businesses or create a launching point for beginning entrepreneurs. But when you see these things, I, I say, hey, stop, ask yourself, is this benefiting me? Am I spending money on this stuff that I don't necessarily collect just to be a part of something? Just to try and win that giveaway or that duck race? If so, does that form of entertainment or that support that you're giving that creator, does that outweigh the spending on money and time and effort that you would put into your own collection of the stuff you actually want? If the answer is yes, then great, that's fantastic. But if the answer is no, then maybe live selling and participating in live buying and selling just isn't for you. Let's talk about grading. It seems like a lot of newer collectors want to push grading on everything and they get so wrapped up in the grades. What grade is considered investment worthy? Does my PC need to be slabbed? What grading company should I go with? Should I get into the set registry and compete with others? Again, nothing wrong with any of that stuff or grading in general. Grading does make things easier to sell if you're into buying and selling and that's your thing. It's a great way to preserve and protect cards and the differences in pricing from something that is a mid to high grade compared to a raw is astronomical generally. I've talked about this before, my two main focus of my PCs, signed Wrestling All-Stars and the Carrying Cross Super Collection. My Wrestling All-Stars collection all has to be in PSA slabs. Not because I'm doing the registry, too many people doing that right now. But because they're one of the few companies that will grade the card, but also authenticate the autographs. But with my Carrying Cross collection, the Super Collection, I only have a few slabs, and that's just because whatever I bought them in, and they were autographed, or and I think they're actually in Beckett slabs, most of my signed stuff. It just happened to be what they're in, and I didn't want to mess with them. But as far as the raw carrying cross cards I buy, whether they're autographed or non-autographed, I'll never grade any of that stuff. I just prefer to have them in binders. They're easy to look at. It's a cool thing to put together. And then whatever extras I have for duplicates or whatever, I just put them in a box. I know here we are in 2023 and I'm talking about binders. That's just for me. I understand it's not going to be for everybody and that's okay. Just because I'm doing something doesn't mean that you have to do that same thing. And just because everyone else says, well, if a card isn't graded a 10, then it's not worth anything doesn't mean that that's necessarily true either and doesn't mean that you should have that perspective. Maybe grading just isn't for you. Lastly, let's touch on hobby content. In my opinion, hobby content is one of the best things that we've had happen over the past few years. It's great because you're now able to listen and learn from a variety of collectors, shop owners, dealers, and other, I'll say, colorful characters that we interact with in the hobby that can all tell stories about their collections tell stories about experiences and what those things all mean to them. But on the other hand, we've had a lot of content come out that has allowed pretty much anybody with a microphone to produce content based around their own agenda. Maybe they wanna pump up certain products and only, only to turn around and sell those products to those same people they were pumping them up to. We also have a bunch of creators who only wanna focus on the negative hobby drama and the news that's all out there, which in my opinion gets really old. But hey, you know what? I guess it takes a variety of different creators to go around, right? Just like collectors. But what I would suggest you do is to find the stuff you like. Find the blogs, the podcasts, the YouTube channels. Find those creators that you like on a regular basis, even if you disagree with them. Maybe it's based on entertainment. You think they're entertaining. Maybe it's the value they're bringing you based on the knowledge and the information or the personalities involved. And when you listen, watch, or read things from other certain creators and you don't like them, 
you don't necessarily have to say these guys suck or you know, throw them to the wolves, so to speak. Just turn it off. Just unsubscribe. Just leave it alone. Remember, while in my opinion, I think we need a wide variety of content creators out there and types of collectors out there and the people that consume all of these things differently, especially in wrestling cards, we need more people doing content. Not all of it's going to be for you, and that's okay. So a lot of great stuff out there to help you keep entertained and provide opportunities for you in the hobby. Some good, some bad, but ultimately, it's in the eye of the beholder, I think. We just have to keep in mind that we don't have to be part of everything. We don't have to do what everyone else is doing. We just need to do our own thing, partake in the aspects of the hobby that we feel passionate about or have a connection with, or the communities or creators that we do want to support or be a part of. And then the other stuff, just don't give it your time and energy. That doesn't mean you have to badmouth them per se. What did you think about today's topic? I'd love to hear your feedback. Reach out to me on social media. You can find the links to all of my social media platforms in the show notes of this episode. Hey, and speaking of show notes, make sure again to check out all the links in the show notes for a variety of ways that you can help show your support for all of the content that I'm putting out for you. And I'm hoping it is giving you that entertainment, that information, and that value. If you enjoyed this episode, hit that subscribe button, leave me a review, spread the word about this podcast, and until next time, keep collecting, keep having fun, and keep remembering that just because it's out there doesn't mean it's necessarily for you. We'll see you.